You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by the MLB.com shop. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking New York Yankees with MLB.com's Yankees beat reporter, Brian Hoke. Brian, as is typical for the last, I don't know, several decades, the Yankees steadfastly refuse to give the people who cover them any time to breathe. Um, They remain busy even into January, most recently, uh, all but finalizing a deal with Stephen Drew. What, What was it that they saw in Drew uh, or didn't see on their own roster, maybe, that, that makes them feel that, that Drew is, is a, a good option to be, apparently, their starting second baseman next season? I, I think it's a few things. I think they looked at what Drew did last year, and they give him a pass on that. Basically, he had an interrupted year where he didn't go to spring training. He didn't even play in a big league game until June. Uh, he never seemed to be right, really. He never seemed to get his timing down. He was late on a lot of fastballs. He, he couldn't really get around. The defense was okay, um, but I think that they believe that Stephen Drew last year was not the real Stephen Drew. They, they want to go more off what he was in 2013 and, and when he was the starting shortstop for a team that won the World Series in Boston. So I think that that combined with the fact his asking price went down at $5 million, That's a lot less than the 8 or 9 we'd heard earlier in the winter for Drew. Uh, and, you know, they had Rob Refsnyder and Jose Perella, they had internal candidates that they could have gone to spring training with, but I think for $5 million, which is the same amount they gave to Chris Capuano to, to round out the back end of the rotation, at that price, Drew's a guy who can come in, he can hold down second base, maybe you can play him at shortstop if, if something happens to D.D. Gregorius, uh, I, I suppose you could play third base, but he gives them options and more depth where they don't have to go in counting on a couple of kids who haven't really done in the big leagues yet. I was going to ask about that. Is he, to any extent, an insurance policy on Gregorius, who, who a year ago was a very good player, but had a little bit of a rough 2014? I, I think he absolutely is. Uh, you know, the Yankees are going forward with Gregorius. They, they like his athleticism. They think he's going to hit enough in the big leagues. But if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't work out for some reason, I mean, injuries can always happen. Uh, Drew is a guy who has done it at a high level. He's been a, a major league shortstop, as I said, on a team that's won a World Series. Uh, I think you can plug Steven Drew in and not have any questions defensively. Uh, and, and as I said, the Yankees believe the bat is better than he showed last year. So when all that comes to it, uh, I think that when you look up the middle and you have Gregorius and Steven Drew, uh, you can see a, a major defensive upgrade for sure over last year where they had Derek Jeter and Brian Roberts to start the year. And And this follows... Uh, what I thought was a really fascinating move and really kind of makes it make a little more sense, um, the move they made with the Marlins, uh, bringing in Nate Evaldi and uh, Garrett Jones, moving Martin Prado, um, that was a really interesting move, I thought. Uh, do you think it kind of makes a little more sense or is a little more understandable now that they bring in Drew? It's kind of a, uh, a package of moves in a sense. Yeah, I think so, uh, because I, I questioned moving Prado. I thought Prado played second base terrifically. He was versatile. Uh, he obviously, was affordable under what they needed. Uh, I, I thought Prado was a good fit on this roster, but clearly the Yankees went in another direction. Uh, they, they believe Evaldi is a high-caliber talent. They they like his big arm. Obviously, his basketball velocity is terrific. Uh, 
control has been pretty good. He gave up a lot of hits last year. He is a work in progress. They're going to have Larry Rothschild work on a few things with him and try and iron him out. But uh, even with him not being a finished product, you're looking at a guy who's 25. He's in the prime of his career. You would think uh, got a bright future ahead of him under team control. I think with all those things combined, you look at that and I think you say that's probably worth a gamble. He seems like the kind of guy who's a great example of the, the difference between control and command. Um, wh- what do you think really is the upside with a guy like that? I mean, you th- do you think, and, and do they think, uh, this is a guy who maybe could become uh, a, a two-starter on a good team, or are they just happy if he's a pretty good back-of-the-rotation, durable guy? Yeah, I, th- I think if he turns into a two, that's fantastic, but... I think even if you know that he's going to be a three or a four and a solid, dependable guy who's going to get the ball 30 to 32 times a year, I think he's close to 200 innings this past year. Uh, I think you, you sign up for that in a second. You, you bet on the stuff. You bet that uh, he's going to be able to figure out a way to get his strikeout numbers up, his hit totals down. Uh, the Yankees like this, the fact that his walk ratio is low, uh, and they think their defense, as, as we said before with, with the middle infield, some of those balls that were hits last year for Miami, they think that the Yankee defense and, and Chase Headley at third base is above average. Mark Teixeira is above average at first base. Uh, they think a lot of those hits are going to turn into outs. Is there now, with Evaldi in, uh, with Capuano, is there enough starting pitching depth right now, or do they still need maybe one more guy to, to give them a little, a little certainty as far as innings and depth? I don't think it would hurt. I, I, you know, Everybody wants to say, when are the Yankees going to go get Max Scherzer? And, and they've kind of steered clear of that. But I, I, I want to leave the door open just a smidge because, as you remember with Mark Teixeira in 09, they were, they were out until they weren't anymore. But even if that doesn't happen, I, I think you saw last year the Yankees used 13 different starting pitchers. I mean, they lost four out of the five guys in their opening day rotation. So they are no strangers to the idea that they need depth. Uh, they're going to have Adam Warren come into spring training as a potential starter. Uh, he's a guy they could look at. They have Esmil Rogers, who started, and they have a, a batch of guys who probably will begin the year in AAA. I'm thinking of Chase Whitley as one, uh, but could also do it. So they have choices, um, but I don't think it would hurt to bring in another guy. No. And then there's the other part of that move they made with the Marlins, which is which is Garrett Jones, who again is a really interesting pickup. He's an interesting pickup in and of himself because he's a guy who's who's shown some real ability at the ball out of the park. But it also seems like it, it's uh, it seems like maybe that says something about Alex Rodriguez. I mean, they're they're kind of running out of places to to play Rodriguez if he's not going to play third base, if he's not going to play much first if Share is healthy, and if Jones is going to take some of the remaining at bats at DH. Where does that leave A Rod? I think what you're seeing is the Yankees are preparing for the chance that. Alex isn't able to provide anything, and I think they don't know what to expect from him. He's, he's coming off a year where he didn't play at all. He's played very little in the last two years. Uh, I, I think you have to prepare for the chance that he's not able to give you anything, and then whatever you do squeeze out of him becomes a bonus. So I think that uh, if you have Garrett Jones, that big left-handed bat in Yankee Stadium, and he's your DH against right-handed pitching, and then Alex is the DH against lefties, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Uh, I think that would be... The absolute minimum you'd want to hope from if you're having Rodriguez on the roster. Um, but it could wind up being something more than that. It, it, it could be that A-Rod is the DH against everybody. It could be that A-Rod is moving around well enough that you feel okay putting him in as a backup third baseman. So I think it, it could be anything under the sun at this point. Um, you're not going to know until you get 
A-Rod on the field against big league pitching in spring training and start seeing how the bat speed is, how his reaction time is, how he's moving in the field. Uh, these are all questions, you know, and, and you know, I, I know he's starting to swing the bat a little bit. He's in the batting cage. He's working out on a high school field, but there's a big jump between that and being in Yankee Stadium. So I think uh, as of this moment, they have to prepare as though they're going to get nothing out of A-Rod, and maybe three months down the line, uh, the situation's a lot brighter. With, with the exception of maybe some, some pitching depth, you think basically if you look at a depth chart now, you see more or less what the Yankees roster looks like when, when spring training opens? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, barring a major acquisition, I think that um, they might add a couple pieces here or there, but I think for the most part, all of the, the major pieces are in place. I, you know, Obviously, you'd love to see one more big arm in that rotation, I think. Uh, I think that... Uh, you know, Scott Forrest was talking at the winter meetings about how historically the Yankees have needed to get 600 innings out of the top three starters in the rotation. And you look at Masahiro Tanaka and CeCe Sabathia and Michael Pineda, and I think uh, to say you're going to absolutely get 600 innings out of those guys, uh, you, have to, you have to question that. Obviously, Forrest has his own uh, party. He's trying to pump up. He obviously wants the Yankees to go after Scherzer. But I, I think the point is valid in that uh, you can't have a pennant winning season, a world championship season, where you're plugging in 13 different starting pitches. Uh, it's just not going to work. Um, they were very lucky to get to 84 wins. It was a lot of work last year to finish second place. But uh, if you really want to say the Yankees are going to win the World Series next year, I think they do need one more piece. All right. Well, Brian Oak, thanks for taking some time to chat here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Visit the official online shop of Major League Baseball at MLB.com slash shop for the largest selection of authentic caps, T-shirts, jerseys, hoodies, collectibles, and more. Get your gear straight from the source. The MLB.com shop. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 